Hour number two, it's the Plank Show. Cruising along middle of your work week with you on a Wednesday on what is SEC opponents schedule reveal night. Since I've been uh, critiqued, it's like the what Plank jokes about, which Plank, by the way, if for some reason you're listening, I hope you're having a wonderful vacation, my friend. Very hard-earned vacation, no doubt. Another championship performance uh, by you this year to uh, to lead you into this vacation season. But uh, what Plank jokes about, the the old, hey, time and weather, time and weather, time and weather. It's uh, 10.03 on a Wednesday. Let's see. What is the temperature outside, Connor? Do you know? Let me see here. Yeah, low, low, se- low 70s right now, 73. <laughs> okay, and may, what's may our get- high today? 84, it looks like. High of 84. Get some, may get some a little more rain later today. So, on that note, uh, 6 o'clock for the SEC reveal show tonight. Uh, that That is uh, the the critique that I have received is, hey, you keep talking about when this thing is, <laughs> but you, you, you don't say uh, what time it is. So, yes, uh, time and temperature. We got you. 6 o'clock tonight. The, uh, the blue chip ratio has turned into something that, Everybody looks at as, hey, here's the teams that are capable of going and winning a national championship. This isn't, hey, uh, pick one and there's an obvious national champion here. Or it doesn't limit teams from getting to the college football playoff, right? TCU, I don't think, fit the the blue chip ratio portfolio last season. And yet, there they went and played in a national championship game. But uh, obviously, it did not go oh so well versus Georgia in the college football playoff national championship game. But the blue chip ratio, what is it? Uh, Well, basically, the blue chip ratio is uh, it means that you have more blue chip recruits on your roster than not. So more four and five star recruits across your roster than three stars and below. So the blue chip ratio, how much talent does it take to win the national championship? The blue chip ratio indicates that typically teams that win national championships, they fit the billing of more four- and five-star signees and recruits than two- and three-star players over their previous four recruiting classes. Where does Oklahoma fit on that scale? The uh, study from Bud Elliott of 24-7 Sports, by the way, uh, what day did he release this? It was last week. I believe, yeah, actually a little bit longer than that, June 6th. But in case you missed this, Oklahoma, and they've been here the last uh, however many years, but Oklahoma's back, and they're actually they're, they're climbing up this list. Uh, Alabama and Ohio State, I mean, are you kidding me? They've got an absurd percentage of blue-chip recruits. But here's the, the list of 16 schools. According to the blue-chip ratio, if you subscribe to the blue-chip ratio of teams that can – win a national championship in uh, this, the 2023 college football season. Auburn, and I'm I'm counting from uh, the lower percentage to the top percentage. Okay, here. that's okay. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, what? Whoa, what are we talking about? Auburn, USC, Michigan actually only has 54%. That surprises me. In the blue chip ratio, and yet, you know, you look at where they're at, I think, Kind of look like one of the favorites yeah. going into this season. Penn State, Miami, Florida, Notre Dame, Oregon, Oklahoma. 
alongside Texas, both at 70% in the blue chip ratio, LSU, Clemson, Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Alabama? What do you think? Are you looking at this? Have you seen this? No. I, you probably I, saw I, it last week. I think it crossed but, my pit, yeah. But I can't find a way to pull it up right now. Well, okay. What, what, what do you think the percentage is at for Alabama in terms of blue chips? Percentage? Yeah. What'd you say? What'd you say Michigan's percentage was? Fifty-four percent. Fifty-four. Okay, so starting from is those, sev- is seventy too high? Oklahoma's is at seventy percent. Oklahoma's at seventy. So is Texas. Man, eighty percent for Bama. How about ninety percent? Ninety percent. Ninety. Ninety percent of Alabama's recruits the last four cycles have been blue chip signees. So it means that you. Bear, like have a handful of three stars. It means on one team. out of ten guys. <laughs> one out of ten guys are three stars or below for Alabama. That's crazy. How people? Yeah, people don't realize how how nuts that is. And you can get good players as three stars. By the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a. We could go back through the NFL draft from just a, you know a month or whatever ago and find a, a bunch of really good three-star draftees and when we revisit it in five years there'll be pro bowl guys Mm -hmm. that were two-star three-star signees initially so it's not a foolproof science but uh generally speaking yeah the percentages indicate if you're a five-star player which that's uh if you're not familiar with the recruiting side of things that's that's what five stars were put together for to indicate you know initially for 24 7 sports arrivals or whoever the the five-star the five-star status was basically, hey, this is who we project to wind up as NFL first-round draft picks. So initially it was like there's only 32 five-stars, and it seems like every once in a while that that gets a little bit beyond 32 or sometimes it's less than 32, but that was the initial idea, right? (laughs) And, you know, a four-star kid, four-star's not all bad. Four-star's not all bad either. The percentages would indicate four-star kids a lot of times wind up uh, first-round NFL draft pick, uh, second-day NFL draft pick. But 90% for Alabama is just crazy. crazy. Well, Ohio Ohio State's not far off either with 85%. 85% for Ohio State. Staggering numbers. Georgia, again, very, very impressive number. 77%. From the land of uh, not doing much with quite a bit, and stop me if you've heard that before. Texas A&M at 73%. <laughs> so, fourth nationally, Jimbo Fisher is uh, – They don't play like it. He's stealing money. <laughs> and, yeah, they're not living up to, uh, obviously, that, that blue chip ratio. But Oklahoma, they're in that second wave, if you will, of uh, teams with blue chip, uh, blue chip recruits. So, the tide we're hoping is about ready to start turning for Oklahoma. Yeah, the talent that they already have on the roster and the talent that they're bringing in with the really successful recruiting class that they just had this past season. Brazilian Sooner hits on something that, as it pertains to Oklahoma, a bunch of folks would point out. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Are your blue chips trench players, though? That's what it takes to win it all. Yeah. And know. O- yeah, I'm just saying how it is, but OU doesn't have very many of those blue chip guys up front in the trenches. It would be fascinating to know what Alabama and Georgia's blue chip percentage look like 
on offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the trenches. It's probably a bunch. I'm going to guess, crazily enough, I'm going to guess their numbers might be higher on no, blue chip yeah. guys, offensive line, defensive line. Maybe not for Alabama because 90% is an absurd number to begin with. But for Georgia, 77%. I, I bet you that their blue chip ratio, just talking offensive and defensive linemen, might actually even be higher than that. That they've, if they're taking a chance, it might be on – Say a, a, a skill guy wide receiver that's rated as a, a three star, mm-hmm. or you know a running back here or there, or defensive back here or there. Because it's not just their starters; it's their second and third string guys that are four star and five stars too. But Oklahoma, according to this, is one of sixteen programs that uh, can win a national championship this season. With the loss of – stop it, guy. With the loss of LeBlanc, could we now be at 69% Possibly. for the blue chip ratio? Hashtag Teddy, hashtag guaranteed ring. <laughs> could be. It, uh, it has dropped Oklahoma back in the percentages. It has to have <laughs> since they've uh, performed this study. Uh, I know we don't want to go back to that, but that, that was still just a wild, wild situation that was. It's, it's kind of crazy how this has gone with uh, the rich getting richer – if you will. So let's call it a decade ago, right? 2014. In 2014, there was no team in terms of the blue chip ratio that was above 75%. Wow. (laughs) No team. In 2015, only Alabama was. Then in 2016 and in 2017, it was still just Alabama. In the 2018 blue chip ratio saw Ohio State get into that quote unquote super elite class, and uh, now now here we are, 2023. There's three teams over that 75 percentile number, and eight teams, 70 percent or higher. And oh, by the way, Oklahoma's one of them. It, it used to be just so spread out. Now Alabama's just <laughs> man, really taking a majority of them. Think about that though. That's crazy. In 2014, nobody was above 75%. Alabama is at 90% now. That's when they started winning some titles, and then all of a sudden that changed. And uh, Alabama, by the way, need I remind you, is coming off a down season. I know. (laughs) So make sense of that what you will. Speaking of uh, the recruiting side of things, the the visit for Williams-Winary, more fallout from how did it go, and, you know, pretty much everything you hear is positive, as we would suspect. This, though, I'm reading from Randall Sweet, uh, the uh, new addition over there to All Sooners. Doing a good job. I read a lot of your work, Randall, and looks uh, looks like really good stuff with John Hoover and the crew. Went and was sharing some thoughts on williams Winery's visit to Oklahoma. And this is uh, – This is from 24-7 Sports. He aggregated the quote. Here's the quote on – who is this? This is from Winery's coach. So Coach Mosey said, I know he likes Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates a lot. Talking about uh, Williams Winery. I know he likes Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates a lot. They have a really good relationship, better than most. Fitting on a, a golf week better than most. <laughs> They've done a really good job recruiting him, being able to relate to him and talking to him, and those two have done a really good job, end quote. This is a big week, uh, by the way, for Oklahoma is, in yeah. terms of the champion barbecue. Big weekend 
for Oklahoma. But it did sound like a great visit for Nuneri, and you had Caden Green, the OU commit, already on campus for the Sooners, helping with the recruitment process, too, for Nuneri. One of those big-time players in the trenches that OU wants. So, for Locked On Sooners, we we have a regular – podcast episode every day and we've got a recruiting expert across the locked on network his name's brian smith and this morning we published our recruiting update and what do you make of the Derek leblanc news uh how, how did the williams winery visit go and it was much of this that hey the visit went well really likes the coaching staff as we kind of already know Oklahoma will be a serious player because of the relationship with Miguel Chavis, with Todd Bates. Williams Winery really, really likes OU. He wasn't crazy about the fact that right now, today, you've got still a Tennessee visit for Winery, a Missouri visit into the month, and then the fact that Oregon, who he's a little leery about, gets Winery and his visit in season. So that was the, the – he, he described OU as the leader yeah. for Williams Winery. But that that would be one of the pauses that he would have with it. One of the causes for concern for him that the visit for Oregon would be coming up in the season. So could there be a return, unofficial or anything, for Winery back to Norman in the season would be a good sign. But all of that being said, we we dove into a number of topics. So from Winery to the Champion Barbecue. And to one David Stone, which would be the other big name, right, Connor? Still waiting for that. Yeah, David Stone. That's been a name that's been talked about just constantly now. So here's someone in David Stone that, well, if you don't know by now, probably you know by now, but if you don't know by now, very familiar with the state of Oklahoma, right, uh, dating back to uh, his days in, in Dell City and the, the program itself. Feels like the prevailing thought out there is that it's still leaning Oklahoma, and I don't know. David Stone's doing a pretty good job of uh, influencing that by some tweets out there, Connor. Well, he's, he's always he's always talking to you. That's what he, that's what he's doing on Twitter, and that's what fans are looking at and seeing. Like, okay, this looks like it's going the right direction. Tossed out the little horns down tweet the other I day. I saw that. Yeah. Bottom line is he's very familiar with Oklahoma. He's been here quite a bit. He'll be visiting for the Champion Barbecue. What my question for Brian Smith was, what can Oklahoma show David Stone that he hasn't already seen? What about this trip can be a push it over the top factor? And his thing was he's seen everything he needs to see from the coaches. He he's got great relationships with Brad Venables, has a great relationship with both Todd Bates and with Miguel Chavis. That part Oklahoma's in the clubhouse in that respect. The program itself, not turned off by the fact that Oklahoma was 6-7 and seven a season ago. He's got a good idea for where this thing is going. He's very positive in that respect. The one thing that he kept coming back to that David Stone could see is everybody else on campus. Other or other, or other, other recruits. recruits. Okay, yeah, yeah. That'd be a big plus, but I'm sure he's seen everything. By now, with visits to Oklahoma, and my response to that was, "Well, what kind of uh, what kind of a guy is David Stone? Because <laughs> you know, somebody like David Stone all of a sudden gets aboard and is committed to this class. What what sort of gravitational pull 
does David Stone have toward the rest of his class? If if you're saying that, hey, meeting everybody for this champion barbecue could be the final piece of the puzzle for Oklahoma, well, what what type of personality is David Stone? Is he bringing other guys with him? On and on and on. And uh, the response I got from Brian Smith was that, yeah, I mean, he's a very, very likable guy. And, and I think that that comes across just on social media that he's uh, – it doesn't, doesn't come across as shy. No, someone says, we were talking about what hasn't David Stone seen, and 918 says a huge bag of cash. <laughs> K-Dub in the 918. Winery was so blown away by his sixth visit in a position we need desperately to upgrade that he still hasn't committed when players like Wesco, also an OU lean, took one visit to Clemson and committed. That's just a coincidence, though, I guess. <laughs> yeah. K-Dub in the 918. K-Dub, we got to get you some positivity, my friend. I understand, though. These are uh, important, important recruitments. Yeah, a position that really needs help, and you got two guys lined up that see if we can make that happen. I don't know to the the 310 if Gerald McCoy will be at the Champion Barbecue. He would be like a guy that that would do that, though, that would go and see the recruits. And obviously we know Gerald McCoy has been uh, very much in the ear of one David Stone. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll try and figure that out for you, whether or not he's going to be there. Obviously, it would be, it would be good if he, if he was, but I think just everything that all the other players will uh, that will be there will be good for David Stone too, though. Jared McCoy's made his pitch. I mean, yeah, it'd be great, but he's, he's done a he's lot. He's done, he, he's done a lot so far. He's, 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 he's really helping. Yes. Oh, man. Todd Bates, he needs one of these two, doesn't he? I mean, he needs both. He's close. Oh, yeah. Don't say that word. (laughs) Don't say that word. Close doesn't count. No, it does not. We're rolling along. Hour number two, of course, today is uh, SEC schedule unveiling day. And uh, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to see tonight? We can can talk all sorts of Oklahoma football the rest of the way. Uh, there's uh, plenty to dive into in the world of OU football. What uh, what do we think about this team going into 2023? That was a question right off the top. Do we think Oklahoma will be successful in the SEC? Connor, let's get more of your thoughts on that subject next. Plus, uh, all of your phone calls, your texts, there's uh, a lot to dissect. What direction is this thing going to go tonight? I haven't really seen anything else breaking uh, over the course of this morning in terms of what – what we expect for Oklahoma's schedule. There's there's some uh, thoughts out there that Georgia Wright will be on Texas's schedule. Yep. So take from that what you will. I think it's an easy correlation or connection to make that maybe that means that an Alabama could be on Oklahoma's first schedule. But we'll debate, we'll discuss. It's the Plank Show, hour number two, presented by Allison Insurance. That is allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. They've got health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they've been finding the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance for over 60 years. That's Allison Insurance, allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. The, uh, the Todd Bates factor. Man, he's got he's to gotta close out one or two of these uh, recruitments. Yeah, folks like Sooner Co. Wetzel, they're getting PTSD on the text yeah, line. That, I'll take, yeah, I'll take the blame for that. Let's talk about it next. Todd Bates, yeah, it's got to get done. Got to get done in this class for Oklahoma. 
It's the Plank Show back with you right after this on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you. It's the Plank Show. Hour number two right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I'm so, man, I'm so excited for tonight. Aren't you just excited to see what's going to happen? I'm ready, yeah. I get that even then it's like, well, congratulations. How about a little more waiting? (laughs) But it's like you've spent so much time thinking, talking about all of this, and and now now you uh now you'll get to well get to think and talk about it a little yeah. bit more but hey we 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 do it's it's like it's like waiting for a christmas gift and now you finally get to open the christmas gift yes i know yeah. for those of us that actually played by the rules and didn't go like <laughs> sneaking around to try and find christmas gifts before uh, you were supposed to open them you know i like how the all the leaks are for texas and not oklahoma so far yeah, you haven't you haven't seen anything. Not have really, you? no. That's because we in Oklahoma have enough respect for this thing to wait it out. That's right. I'm sure that uh, there's some reporters in this very fine state that are working the phone lines as we speak, <laughs> trying to trying to iron down some details. We have Coach T on hold, by the way. Uh, yes, and, and we'll jump to the phones here in just a second. Todd Bates, these are just gigantic, are they not? I mean, he. I'm a believer. I'm a believer that uh, David Stone, Williams, Winery, one of the two, right, or both, or both can can wind up in Sooners in this class. If they don't, though, oh man, the heat if, if is. You, yeah, if you miss on those two as well, you, the, you the get, heat you really got, got to get one. Got to get one. The heat would really, really start cranking up for one Todd Bates. Well, especially a Dell City kid, too, like David Stone. I think that uh, you could feel pretty good about David Stone. The way it sounds like, but you always know how things go later on. But right now, it's in Oklahoma's favor. Sean says the uh, on the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. The mythical bagman boogeyman. <laughs> the straw man excuse for OU fan involving anything recruiting that doesn't go Oklahoma's way. Yep. Yep, yep. Well, no excuses, right? Got got to land one or both of those two to get Oklahoma where they want to go. I mean, you, you, we opened this hour talking about, hey, the blue chip ratio indicates that Oklahoma's one of 16 that can realistically go win a national championship based on what the uh, the blue chip ratio has taught us over X amount of years that teams that fulfill that qualification are the teams that are winning national championships. And eh, it's been Alabama a lot of those years. but Well, it's it's always going to be up there for Oklahoma, though. They're always going to be in those top 16. And yet, though, you know, there was a point, there was a point uh, 2010, 2011, 12, 13, where that that blue chip ratio for Oklahoma wasn't anywhere close to what it is now. So yeah. they they have uh over the last however many years done a, a really really good job getting that uh trending the back direction. 918, who do you think is better, Williams Winery or David Stone? Who would you rather have? Oh. Both. <laughs> Yeah, do I have to pick? I don't want I'd to like pick to have one. both, and they they need to land both. I think David Stone's 
better, though. I mean, they're both they're both really good. Williams Winery's now a five star on all recruiting platforms. I think I'd say Williams Winery. You would? Okay. I think I would. Yeah, but I, I really like they're, both. They're, yeah, I think they're both going to be uh, NFL players. So y- you need to land both. Need to land both. All right. Uh, let's get to the phones. Coach T is hanging on patiently. I'm sure with some burning thoughts on the SEC schedule this morning. Coach no, T, good I'm, morning. I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up because I went and got cataract surgery yesterday, and I can throw my glasses away after 18 years of age, and I'm 71 now, so I don't have to wear glasses anymore. Got to go celebrate, Coach T. I am really jacked up, and these people that did my eye yesterday at Southwest Eye Center. I can't wait to go back to 27th and get the other one done, and by God, I'll have perfect vision. So I'm pretty jacked up right now. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome, and I can see so much better. It's so much brighter out here. God, it's like I got a new lease on life. God yeah, I can't good. even imagine. I've uh, I've worn contacts for, I mean, years. I'm trying to think what age I was when – they said, yeah, you need glasses or contact. I think I was in third grade, so yeah. whatever that would well, have been. 18, uh, excuse me, 16 to 71, how many years is that difference? <laughs> well, how long I've been wearing glasses. That's that's a little bit. That's a little I bit. I got to wear them no more. That's exciting. Well, yeah, I, I can't even imagine what it would be you. like to wake up and not have to. these people are now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I just uh, – I'm really jacked up about tonight, about 6 o'clock. I can't wait for this SEC deal, and I'm so glad I got football tickets back at OU. Old Joe up there in the ticket office took care of me, and he moved me down a little bit and moved me over, but it's just fine. And now, you know, after this year, we get to watch SEC football. I am jacked up. Yes, and who should be that first home game? Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> <That's> <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody. <laughs> Bring them anybody, all in. Anybody but Missouri. I don't want to see Missouri. I just, you know, that's about the only one I don't want to see. But I want to go to, uh, like Toby talked about, I want to go to Nashville and see Vanderbilt. I want to go to Vanderbilt. I think that'd be a cool place to go. It would I'm be not fun. A great game, but the town, I've never been to Nashville, so I'd love to go. That sounds like a road trip that could be year two for me. Oh, that that's and there there be more OU fans than Vandy fans there. Hey, yeah. uh, are you a gardener by any chance, Coach well, I'm T? I'm not bad. My yard looks like a like a, it's unbelievable. You don't have like yeah. homegrown tomatoes or anything at home? No, I don't grow crap like that. No. <laughs> okay, well the text line was wrong. They they had they thought they had you pegged as someone that was ma- no, uh, growing I tomatoes. I and... play golf. I play golf, and I was a coach for softball 24 years. No, I don't do. I don't do no. Good. You don't have time for that nonsense. No, I don't have time for that. And also, I'm gonna tell you what that Vegas hockey team. How tough are they? My goodness. Yeah, you know, year one they they got there and came up short, obviously to uh, the Capitals. It was uh, simply Ovechkin and company's time, and uh, they've been trying to get back, trying to get back, trying to get back. And they they couldn't. They got close a couple of those years in between. And uh, it just kind of felt like once they got back into this Stanley Cup final that they were the definite favorite. And, and you know, some other happenings along the way. Boston getting bounced yep. the way that they did, of course, was, uh, you know, kind of helped everybody. But uh, because 
Boston, what, was a, a record president's uh, cup-winning team, and yet, you know, they didn't, didn't, didn't get out of the first round, and so then once uh, Vegas got into the Stanley Cup final, it felt like they were going to get this thing done, and sure enough, both Vegas and Denver, they, they were not uh, yeah, they, interested in being interesting right, for the rest of us. Right for the sports. And I'll tell you what, there ain't nobody can guard that guy from Denver. That's yeah, Nikola Jokic's pretty nobody. good, huh? Oh, he's real good. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't watch much hockey, but I watch Vegas and watch this. Boy, that is fun to watch these standing clips. That's fun. I will say uh, it was fun, and uh, thank you for the phone call, Coach T. Have a good morning. Hey, have a great day. Go Sooners. There you go. Congratulations on the uh, the vision. It's fun watching Vegas. I will say uh, it, it did take a little bit away last night, didn't it? Nine to three. It's yeah, like it was well, like a 45-minute championship celebration. Well, was it the, yeah, the second period, Vegas racked up four or five goals in that second period. It was, it was uh, two to nothing at the end of the first. It was a definition of leave no doubt. Man. It was cool, too, that uh, Jonathan Marcheseau won the, the Conn Smythe, somebody that was a part of that original team for Vegas that got there, didn't get it done, and then obviously he was he was great throughout this run. What did he have? 13 goals and 12 assists. So twenty get the job done. 25 points, not too bad for a, a playoff run, I would say. More Oklahoma football talk coming your way next. We've got, uh, I don't know, we can play catch up on the text line. A bunch of thoughts on David Stone and Williams Winery. It don't, don't make me pick between the two. You need both. You got to get both. But, yeah, I and, and I don't know. Uh, David Stone, there's a nice little argument that it's just simply, hey, defensive tackle, you need that, right? You need that. Yeah, you'll take that. So that, that would be a strong argument there, but – Oklahoma needs both of those guys to go win uh, national championships like it wa- like it wants to. Playing catch up on the text line when we come back. Josh and Connor with you. It's the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner fans. Back with you after this. Look at this. Just came across the transfer portal wire via on three. Welcome back, everybody. By the way, it's hour number two of the Plank Show, presented by Allison Insurance. That's AllisonInsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Again, Allison Insurance at allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2968. (laughs) This is hilarious if it's uh, looking at the same thing. Yeah, I think we are. (laughs) USC defensive back Latrell McCutcheon. Is this what you were looking at? Yes, yes. Yeah, USC defensive back Latrell McCutcheon has entered the transfer portal per on three's Matt Zenitz. Oh, that's great stuff. Complaining about, or his dad complaining about the staff at OU. Then goes on to USC and then, heck, transfers again. Yeah, obviously did not work out here. Well, of his own choice, I guess, but uh, made the choice to to go to USC, and now it hasn't worked out there. Pack the bags again. <laughs> Packing the bags. Where do you think he winds up? Will he still be a Power Five guy? Uh, he was uh, a blue chip kid, right? Coming yeah. out. Maybe I. I don't know. They've got him. They've got him listed uh, as a three-star guy now. Was a was a four-star kid coming out of high school. And now he's a, now he dropped a star. Right. Well, I mean, he 
you know, hasn't been an impact guy in college. So interesting. I think you'll go to a group. I you go to a group of five school. I do too. Yeah, I would say probably that's a safe assumption or lower power five. He's not going to Michigan, Ohio State, you name it. Someone's all. <laughs> someone's already putting tweets of when his dad. Uh, I was tweeting about the OU what, defensive what, coaching What did his staff. dad say? Can we read it on air? Was, uh, no, I, I, I'll i say bleep OU defensive coaching staff. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I, I Thank you. Yeah, I, thanks for jogging my memory. I couldn't remember what what he said. I knew that it was inflammatory, but uh, honestly, I, I didn't remember it was that bad. <laughs> bleep the coaching staff. Yeah, he was just straight up honest. But didn't. Didn't then he, didn't he come back to OU and then he left again or am I misremembering things? Well, that was during the season, and then it was like he was gonna leave and then he wasn't gonna leave and then he did leave. Or uh, yeah. do, do I have things all mixed I up? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. At any rate, it was, obviously, it was a while ago. I don't remember. Obviously, uh, yeah, didn't wind up sticking, and now he's not staying at USC either. Uh, did, has has Dad tweeted about the USC coaching staff yet? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I was I was about to go check his profile does he still have an account could be uh, uh, an interesting maybe question. not probably uh, not the worst idea to maybe go ahead and deactivate uh, <laughs> if those those types of uh, social media posts are going out uh, a bunch on the text line that uh, we can hit from frisco sooner knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 say what you want but if you're one who believes the nil or bagman theory doesn't make a difference, or is just an excuse, then you've got your head in the sand. It's kind of like going to a gunfight with a knife. See how that one works out for you. I would say, I would say, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the NIL, NIL's out there. There's no doubt. And especially for when you're in, in the mix for big-name players, of course it's, uh, of course it's a factor. Don't you think, though, that Oklahoma, not to A&M or this or that or whichever schools we say, Miami, uh, whichever schools we say are at the top of the leaderboard, so to speak, in terms of name, image, likeness, contributions, or persuasions uh, out there, don't we think that Oklahoma's gotten more competitive in that arena? I think so, and I think they knew that they they have to play this game, even if they don't want to. I mean, you don't have to give big, big bags, but just play a part of it. I just feel like with everything Oklahoma has done in the transfer portal, to some degree, you have to be competitive in the name, image, likeness market. The Crimson and Cream Collective and fans, Oklahoma fans, that have have ponied up and gotten those uh, NIL you know, collective uh, subscriptions – They've done their part to helping this thing out. To me, reading between the lines. They've been great, yeah. That's that's not on any sort of the Crimson and Cream Collective called Josh Elmer and said, hey, look at this millions of dollars that we're generating each and every year. I just don't think that you would have been as successful in the transfer portal this offseason without there being some layer of truth to that. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like you ha- had to do a little bit to bring those guys in. Because other programs are doing that. Yeah. Other programs are doing that. So, is Oklahoma 
Is Oklahoma at the the top of that board in terms of NIL? No, probably not. But uh, I don't think that they're just wildly, wildly behind every single piece of the curve as well because that's the world we're in now. Yeah, you'll, you'll see the top programs doing it now. John from Tulsa, where is uh, Latrell's development? He did this to himself. Plus, I don't know how anyone can look at the defensive coaches and think, I'll get so much better going to USC. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, were you thinking about Justin Harrington, who was going to leave, and then, let me see here, put his name in the portal, then he ended up having to walk back on. You know, I wasn't. That is Harrington's story. For some reason, I thought that we had had kind of heard rumblings initially that Latrell McCutcheon was going to go to the portal and then didn't go to the portal and then, yeah, wound up in the maybe portal. Maybe he did, so, yeah. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm just making a narrative up in my mind as the years roll along and I've totally got this thing wrong. But, yeah, that, that is definitely how it played out with Harrington for sure. Big Rich and OKC says we are top 10% in the NIL. Broken Arrow, Fat Boy, you guys need to get off your high horse. Oklahoma's dropping bags just like every other school. Well, that's what I'm saying, that uh, Oklahoma is involved in name, image, likeness. Because guess what? In in today's climate, you've got to be involved in name, image, likeness to some capacity, to some degree, to land these high, high-profile players. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Or out of the transfer portal – there has to be something attractive from a name, image, likeness standpoint. You just there's enough tea leaves out there that that's just the way that it is. You, you've you've got to be involved with it, but you also have to be mindful of how you're approaching it. I think too, uh, Big Rich. This is a, a good text too. As we hop to a break, we simply don't want to overspin on one player and ruin the culture. Yeah, so, you don't so you're that. you're juggling a, a couple of those things. Sp- spread out the love. Do a break. Do a break. Wrap it up, hour number two. Next, it's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Closing up hour number two. It's the Plank Show. As we've spent a lot of today talking about, thinking about, hey, what's tonight going to look like for Oklahoma's initial SEC slate of opponents? We we will not tonight find out the dates of said opponents. So we're not going to know what the the first home game is in the SEC for Oklahoma. We won't know what the first road game is in the SEC for Oklahoma, but we will know what the the first set of home and road opponents look like for Oklahoma. And that, my friends, will start tonight, SEC Network, 6 o'clock, where uh, the unveiling will go in alphabetical order. So by that, Oklahoma's 11th, I think, in alphabetical order. So Oklahoma going to be toward the uh, the back end of the announcement tonight. And don't forget, we will air live with you 99.3 FM, 1400 AM, and across the KREF app. If you don't have our app, you should download our app. It's free. It's available worldwide, and you can listen to us nonstop. KREF app will have the broadcast as well the ESPN Plus broadcast of Toby, of Teddy, and of Gabe reacting to the unveiling tonight. So uh, that's what's going on this evening. The uh, I thought this was interesting. I, 
I don't know if USA Today Sports released this today or if Brett McMurphy just – they probably released it this morning. But uh, Brett McMurphy, I saw his tweet this morning at about 9.50 or so. Here's the top schools – in 2022 athletic revenue. So the uh, top schools in revenue, millions of dollars. And it's it's what you would expect. Ohio State, number one, the, the teams, I should say, teams and schools you sh- should expect. Ohio State, number one, $251 million of revenue. Texas, number two, $239 million of revenue. Alabama, $214 million was third. Michigan, $210 million was fourth. Georgia, $203 million of revenue was fifth. Skip on down a little ways, and Oklahoma was 10th on this list nationally, $177 million in athletic revenue. Some other uh, just interesting pieces of this that we can dissect when we come back. It's all SEC and Big Ten schools once you start mixing OU and Texas in as SEC programs in the top ten. And basically the whole top 25 was uh, SEC and Big Ten programs. We'll run down the full list next when we come back. Hour number three plus the top five stories of the day on the Home of Sooner Fans next.